The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC. Welcome into the wrestling podcast on Hawkeyes Mike, HawkeyesMike.com. My name is Tyler Chumlin, the Iowa Hawkeyes coming off a very disappointing trip to Champaign-Urbana, Illinois for the Big Ten Wrestling Championships coming in third. They go into the, they went into the tournament with aspirations to possibly become a Big Ten champion, but fell just short of Minnesota getting second place, Penn State getting first place. Your final team standings with Michigan State in 12th with 22 points, Indiana in 11th with 30 and a half points, Wisconsin came in 10th with 37 points, Purdue with 39 points in 9th, Northwestern recorded 56 points and one victory in the championship bracket with Jason Welch in 8th at 56 points, Nebraska in 7th with 61 points, Michigan 75 points in 6th, Illinois fifth with 84 and a half points ohio state coming in fourth 109 and a half the iowa hawkeyes as i mentioned were in third place with 133.5 points minnesota golden gophers took second with 139 points and the penn state nittany lions recorded their third straight big 10 title with 151 points in what essentially was dominating fashion on sunday in session two Things got underway at 125. Matt McDonough, the favorite from the Iowa Hawkeyes, coming in as the number one seed, the number two seed, Nico Megalutis from Penn State. They will actually wrestle in the first round of the NCAA tournament coming up because of what transpired at the Big Ten tournament. And what transpired at the Big Ten tournament was just this. Nico Megalutis met up with Jesse Delgado from Illinois in the semifinals. Before the finals, Jesse Delgado ended up winning that match 6-3 to before getting to the Nash- to the uh, Big Ten tournament champion at 125. He defeated Matt McDonough 10-4, and it was really in dominant fashion. Matt McDonough, as I mentioned, coming in Big Ten favorite, NCAA, probably NCAA championship favorite coming into this match. He'd already lost to Delgado once this year. He lost to Delgado before last year as well. Delgado kept his base low. And pretty much took it to McDonough. Final score of 10 to 4. Matt McDonough getting second place. Not how Matt McDonough would have liked to finish his senior year at Iowa. But as I mentioned, the NCAA tournament coming up this weekend, Matt McDonough will have a chance to rebound, hopefully recoil, and get back on top of the on top of the award stand. Interesting story after the meet. Matt McDonough throwing away his second place medal. One of the uh, newspaper reporters from Iowa found the second place medal in the trash can. Matt McDonough on the way back to Iowa City was reported as looking for the medal. He wanted to get it back. He still wanted the medal. But in the heat of the moment, you've got to remember, this kid, is he's he's been the elite wrestler at this weight class for his entire career at Iowa. He was a national champion in his freshman year, national champion last year, had the one year off his sophomore year, which is no one, no one blames him for losing to Robles. But it's tough for a kid like Matt McDonough because he wants to be that three-time Big Ten champ. He wants to be that. He wants to be the elite wrestler, and so it's not good enough. And so, in the heat of the moment, he got kind of got rid of his. He got rid of his medal. I'm okay with it because it's wrestling, because it's individual. I'm okay with it because he was ready and willing to get his medal back later on. He realized what he had done. And that's why I'm okay with it. A lot of people in the wrestling community and outside the wrestling community were not okay with it. They thought it was very classless of Matt McDonough. I tend to disagree, but to each their own. Matt McDonough now has he has one more task to do before he get before he takes off the Iowa singlet, and that is win an NCAA title and hopefully help help his team become the NCAA champions in 2013. Coming up here at Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines this weekend. 133. This was going to be the most interesting weight class. I spoke about this before the tournament. Matt, uh, Matt McDonough. We th- I-, I thought Iowa was going to win at 125. 
And I thought 133 was going to be the other opportunity for Iowa to get a net, to get a Big Ten champion. Tony Ramos comes into this one, number two seed. He's been wrestling as well as anyone in the country as of the last two months. Comes in against Logan Steber. Logan Steber, if you remember, he w- he wrestled at the uh, wrestled the Big Ten tournament, beat Tony Ramos. Ramos has not been able to get past Steber at all. That was still the case in the Big Ten tournament in the finals. Ramos and Steber pretty much blew right through their brackets. Ramos beat uh, Fifield in the first round from Michigan State. Uh, Cash Caroga in the second round. Ramos beat him nine to five, and then Ramos beat Tyler Graff eight to six. After Graff beat, or excuse me, three to one, Tony Ramos beat Tyler Graff. Ramos was wrestling well. It was kind of like he was coasting because he kind of was. He wasn't pinning. He wasn't really getting the getting all the bonus points they would have liked to get, except for in that first match. But then it didn't matter because you get to the championship bout between Logan Steer from Ohio State and Tony Ramos from Iowa. This is the one everybody wanted to watch. It went into sudden victory. Logan Steber ended up being victorious 3-1 to with a takedown and sudden victory. And it's tough for Tony Ramos because this is what he's been building for the entire year. This is the one match that Tony Ramos wanted more than anything in the world. And he's going to have another chance at it possibly in the NCAA tournament because these guys are the ones and two seeds coming into the NCAAs. But we'll talk about that shortly. So two weight classes. The second session on Sunday was not a good session for the Iowa Hawkeyes. McDonough losing at 125, Ramos losing at 133. It was a tough go of it the first couple of weights. Then you've got Mark Balwick. Mark Balwick had a nice little nice little surprise of a, a tournament here at the Big Tens. I know I talked last week about how I thought Mark Balwick had a really good chance if he wrestled well to become a Big Ten champion, and he really did. Mark Balwick wrestled very well. He got a pin over Alex Gregory of Indiana in the first round, and then he beat Ridge Kiley, of, formerly of Iowa City West, now wrestles for Nebraska in the second round, beat him 6-1 to one in a regular decision. And then he decisioned in sudden victory Nick Dardanes, the two-seed from Minnesota in the semifinals, going on to wrestling the championship against Hunter Steber of Ohio State. Hunter Steber beat Mark Balwig, 8-3. Balwig gets second. This is where you don't want to say, okay, it's expected or it's acceptable because it's not for Mark Balwig. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world for Mark Balwig to come in second at the Big Ten tournament. Qualify for the NCAA. There was no doubt in my mind he was going to do that. I figured that was going to happen. But he had a nice showing. He wrestled very well. And Hunter Steber, let's be honest, Hunter Steber is very, very good. And... Mark Balwig wrestled him tough. He was out there. He competed the entire match. 8-3. to three. That might not reflect totally how Mark Balwig actually wrestled in that match. But sitting there watching that live, you got to feel that Mark Balwig wants to be here. He's ready to rock and roll. He, he will be ready for the NCAA tournament coming up. And that's got to have Hawkeye fans excited. After 141, as I mentioned, the Hawkeyes did not qualify anyone for the NCAA tournaments, nor did Josh Jeva actually get a victory. But it does need to be talked about a little bit because I thought Josh Jeva actually wrestled very, very good. Coming into this one, he wrestled Andrew Alton from Penn State in the first round. Alton was the five seed. Josh Jeva, obviously not seeded because he hasn't wrestled at 149 for the bulk of the year this year. Wrestling up a weight class, I thought he wrestled very, very well against Alton. Didn't back down. 3-2 to two was the final score. Alton ended up getting the victory. Obviously, Jeva goes down to the consolation bracket. Caleb Irvin, the sixth seed, he loses in the second round, so he gets brought down to wrestle against Jeva. Irvin beat him 3-2. to two. Now, you don't want to talk about moral victories because in wrestling, as in with many other sports, the majority of other sports, moral victories don't necessarily exist. 
But I will say this. I will say that Josh Jeva was a, was a good story, and Hawkeye fans can look forward to watching this kid a lot. He's great to watch scramble. He's got great footwork. He's got great hips. And he's going to be very, very exciting for the Hawkeyes to watch over the next year. Where he falls in the lineup, that remains to be seen. Will he be the 149-pounder next year? Will he jump down to 141 with Mark Balwig? I don't know what's going to happen with it, but Hawkeye fans... Be sure to be sure to remember that name, Josh Jeva, because you're going to see him coming up next year. The third of the three, or I guess the final three, uh, or the final of the three that the Hawkeyes are probably favored in to win the Big Ten championships is 157, with Derek St. John coming in Big Ten champion last year, ranked number one wrestler all year long. Everyone's thinking Derek St. John's got this thing in the bag. False. James James Green in the semifinals comes into the match, wrestles Derek St. John very tough for about a period and a half, and then stalls out the remainder of the match. Now, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I know a lot of Hawkeye fans were very frustrated, and, and as Green beat Derek St. John, he stood up and motioned to the Hawkeye fans, and it, it was a it was it was the perfect example of why wrestling is so fun and so exciting and exhilarating, because a guy like. James Green can come into this match. He's not favored, but he can come in. He can beat Derek St. John. Final score was 5-4. to four. There was a stalling point in the third period, but James Green won, and James Green went on to the championship match, but ended up ultimately losing anyway to Northwestern's Jason Welch, who solidified the number one seed coming up here in the NCAA tournament this weekend. Jason Welch was the champion. Derek St. John moved out of the consolation bracket, had no problem pinning Dylan Alton in three seed there in the semifinal of the consolation bracket, wrestled for third place, third place, beat Demas. And, you know, Josh Demas is a good wrestler from Ohio State, but Derek St. John, he struggled with him. It was three to two final score, but Derek St. John is falling under the same category for me as Matt McDonough is. He's got a target on his back. People want to beat Derek St. John. They want to wrestle Derek St. John because DSJ is the guy they want to beat. And right now, that's the case. It's go time right now for Derek St. John. It's either put up or shut up. He's got to go into the NCAA tournament and make his case. Because if the, if the Iowa Hawkeyes can succeed at the first five weight classes, essentially, or essentially their first four wrestlers, being Matt McDonough, Tony Ramos, Mark Balwig, and then Derek St. John, they can have success at the Big Ten tournament. Because then you start getting into these other weight classes. You've got Nick Moore at 165. You keep going up and down the weight classes. Mike Evans at 174. We're going to talk about him in a minute. These guys have a really good chance to score points at the NCAA. Not all these guys are going to win NCAA titles. We know that. I know that's the goal. I know that's Tom Brands' goal. I know that's Terry Brands' goal. I know that's Morningside's goal. I know that's all their goal in the wrestling room. But at the same time, I always got to take a step back and realize the competition level is extremely tough. At 165 especially, David Taylor... He's the two-seed coming into this, and David Taylor has wrestled as well as anyone this entire season. He beat Conrad Poltz in the championship bout, um, the number two seed from Illinois. Nick Moore had a very good tournament, wrestled against David Taylor in the semifinals, did get tech fall by David Taylor. David Taylor is from Penn State is such a technician, and he knows how to play with other wrestlers and how to get guys off balance and how to make things happen. Nick Moore is... A short, stocky bruiser. He's got great technique, but he's a strong kid. And David Taylor essentially played with him. There's no really easy way to put that. And it's tough. Nick Moore's not quite there yet, but it's a good sign for Nick Moore in the future that he can still wrestle with these guys. I think one of the better matches that we did see was he wrestled Cody on in the second round. He wrestled Cody on again for third place and lost. 
six to one, but in the second round he wrestled Cody on and he actually beat Cody on five to four. I thought that was a good match for Nick Moore. So all in all, I thought it was not a terrible tournament for Nick Moore, but it could have been better. I would have liked to see him wrestle a little bit tougher against David Taylor, but he might get his chance in the NCAAs. 174 going into this, I thought Mike Evans was going to be the NCAA champion, especially after the first day because the number one seed Logan Storley lost in the second round to Danny Yates in Michigan. The number three seed, Kokish. Robert Kokish lost to Blanton from Illinois. Then the number four seed, Nick Heflin from Ohio State, also lost to Matt Brown from Penn State. Matt Brown had one of the best tournaments of anybody in the entire field. Matt Brown went on to be the 174 Big Ten champion over Mike Evans, but I'm sitting here after the second after the second round, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, Mike Evans, he's got to be the front runner. He's got to be the guy that's going to win this bracket because he's the guy that has wrestled the best of all the guys that are still left. I didn't know if Matt Brown could beat Mike Evans. He showed he could. Ended up winning 7-3 to in a tough match. But Mike Evans is another guy that going into the NCAA tournament, he's in he's in that top five seed range where he's got a tough draw. Understand that. But Mike Evans can win an NCAA title. He really can. And he's got to show up. If the Iowa Hawkeyes want any chance, any chance at all, they have to wrestle these weight classes. 174 is a big one. 125, 133. They're all big ones, but especially the ones where Iowa can get bonus points, where they can get on that stand, they can place, they can become All-Americans because right now there's no question in my mind Mike Evans is an All-American. He should be an All-American, but that should not be enough. Mike Evans needs to go after an NCAA title. 184, it's a tough weight class. I know that there's been cycling in and out. Ethan Loftus is the guy. Came in. I thought he wrestled pretty well. Uh, beat Riscala, beat John Riscala from Michigan State in the second round, 2-1. to one. Then came up against Ed Ruth, lost 10-1. to one. It's a tough match, but Ethan Lofthouse ultimately got third place. Now, he's done that three times in a row. Got third place at the Big Ten tournament. So, it's, it's all about the next step for Ethan Lofthouse. He's got to take that next step and evolve as a wrestler and develop himself into an NCAA contender, a Big Ten contender. But he's not done in Iowa. So we'll see what happens coming up this weekend and next year. Because Ethan Lofthouse, can have, he can be a lot of fun to watch. At 197, it was a tough one. Nathan Burak come in, came came into this match. I thought he needed to have a good tournament. And he did at the start. Wrestling Mario Gonzalez from Illinois. He beat Mario Gonzalez. Upset Mario Gonzalez. The number three seed, Burak being the sixth seed. He beat him 3-2. to two. Then he came up against Scott Schiller. We've seen this match. I've talked about this match plenty already this year. Schiller ended up beating Burak 3-1. to one. Schiller goes on to lose to Quentin Wright in the championship bout 5-3. to three. Nathan Burak goes down into the consolation round. Well, he wrestled Mario Gonzalez again. And Mario Gonzalez got the better of him this time. Beat him 3-2. to two. Nathan Burak ends up placing fourth place. To me, that's not bad for the freshman. I don't think that's a bad thing. He places. He goes to the NCAA tournament. He's going to get his chance to continue to get his experience. That's been my trend with Nathan Burak all season long. Is he needs to continue to get that experience to continue to grow up and build to be a better wrestler. At 285, I think Bobby Telford has a very legitimate chance to contend for a national title. Every time he wrestles Tony Nelson, he's on the verge of beating him. In the semifinals, he lost again 1-0 to Tony Nelson from Minnesota. Nelson goes on to win the Big Ten title. Nelson's the NCAA, the reigning NCAA champ from last year. Bobby Telford goes into the uh, into the consolation round, wrestles against Medbury from Wisconsin, and he wins 5-2. So Bobby Telford gets third, got second last year, losing to Nelson in the championship round. But 
Bobby Telford's another one of these guys that he can make noise at the NCAA tournament. I was going to have to have help a little bit from Bobby Telford at the NCAA if they want any chance to win the team score. It was a tough round for the Iowa Hawkeyes at the Big Ten tournament. Final score, they ended up in third place with 133.5, ended up just back of Minnesota with 139, and the Penn State and Indy Lions three-peated. That's their third in a row. They won at Northwestern two years ago. They won at Purdue last year, and they won at Illinois this year with 151 points. They've three-peated. The NCAA tournaments are coming up this weekend. Iowa Hawkeyes have nine wrestlers wrestling in the NCAA tournament. We're going to go ahead and take a real quick break here on Hawkeyes Mike, the Wrestling Podcast. When we return, we will preview the NCAA tournament coming up this weekend, as well as hear a little bit of audio from head coach Tom Brands. You're listening to the Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast on HawkeyesMike.com. HawkeyesMike.com. It's sports talk radio on the internet. Just for you, the Iowa fan. All sports, all Hawks, all the time. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. (laughs) How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer protects your hands all day. Stays on, up to 10 washings, moisturizes, alcohol-free, and safe for the kids. So go ahead, touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet! Prefins, keep your hands germ-free all day. Just a reminder that you can participate in our shows by offering your own comments and opinions on the Hawks. The toll-free hotline is available 24 hours a day. Call 866-74-HAWKS and make your voice heard. Visit HawkeyesMike.com, go to the news and events section, and check the links for up-to-date information on Iowa games, TV channels, team schedules, and more. You can subscribe to all Hawkeyes Mike podcasts through iTunes, and you can follow Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. Welcome back to the Wrestling Podcast on Hawkeyes Mike, HawkeyesMike.com. I'm Tyler Chumlin. You can follow us on Twitter at Hawkeyes Mike. Before we left for the break there, we were talking about the Big Ten Wrestling Tournament in the wake of the wrestling tournament. The Iowa Hawkeyes had a very disappointing trip to Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, coming in third. Now, it's hard to put the put a finger on the pulse of where Iowa fans are usually at with wrestling because you usually think of Iowa wrestling fans as some of the best fans in all of sports, period. They're going to always show up. They're going to always support the program. Tom Brands was asked about this on Monday at his press conference, and here's what he had to say about the NCAA tournament coming up this weekend, being in Des Moines, being at Wells Fargo Arena, and having the Iowa fans basically have this tournament in their own backyard. Here's what Tom Brands had to say. I think our fans expect uh, what they always expect, and um, you know, I don't think their um, expectations or standards drop at all. I think if anything, they're excited as well. Um, seems like the last number of years, it's been more exciting. People say that, um, and this year's no different. As you can see, there's really no reason not to be excited about it if you're an Iowa fan because it's there. Now I know there's a lot of speculation, a lot of kind of gripe 
in regards to where it's being held. Wells Fargo Arena is not near as big as previous locations in St. Louis. They could hold it in Chicago. They could hold it all kinds of other places. But Iowa is the mecca of wrestling. I don't think there's any mistake about that. Iowa State has slipped off a little bit. But when you talk about premier prestige programs, you talk about Iowa, you talk about Iowa State. Even you and I has reemerged here over the past couple of years. So Iowa as a state, as a whole, is really a great place to host the NCAA wrestling tournament. And I think the... If you put the finger on the pulse of the fans, I think they're excited to have it at Wells Fargo Arena. The place is going to be rocking. There's going to be a lot of black and gold. There's also going to be a lot of maroon and gold. Minnesota's going to make the trip. Oklahoma State, extremely close. Penn State, they've shown in the last couple years, last couple three years, that they're willing to travel. They will be there. It'll be a great time. This has been sold out for months. It's going to be a great event at Wells Fargo Arena, and we I look forward to it. I look forward to getting down and dirty watching these guys try to compete for a national title, try to compete for All-American honors. Because right now, there's nine Hawkeyes in the running. There's a whole slew of Penn State wrestlers, a whole slew of Minnesota wrestlers, a whole slew of Cornell wrestlers, Missouri wrestlers, Oklahoma State wrestlers, all the way up and down the board. There's teams that have a ton of wrestlers in this tournament, and they all believe that they can compete for a national title. That's what makes this fun, and that's why having that Wells Fargo Arena in the Mecca, the home base of wrestling in the state of Iowa, it's fantastic. And I think Tom Brands understands that. He realizes that that pressure, that good pressure that the fans can put on his wrestlers, that's a good thing for his guys. Make them want to go. Make them want to get that last takedown. Make them want to get the bonus points. Get that tech fall. Get that eight-point major decision. Get the pin. We saw this in the Big Tens. Derek St. John, Ethan Lofthouse, a couple guys got big pins in big spots. Now, not everybody up and down the lineup was able to get bonus points, but that can be a big deal. And I think having that here in the state of Iowa is going to be absolutely fantastic for this wrestling program because Iowa can go... It's in their backyard. There's no travel time. The time from Iowa City to Des Moines is virtually tw- virtually two hours. No matter how you look at it, you hop on Highway 80 and you're there. That's what makes this a great tournament for the Iowa Hawkeyes, a great opportunity to get off the snide a little bit. Yeah, you look at it and you say, okay, you didn't win an NCAA tournament last year, but you were in the running. You didn't win a Big Ten tournament this year or last year, the year before, but you were in the running. That's not good enough for Iowa wrestling. And everyone knows that that's been around the program, that's seen these kids, that knows, knows how hard these kids work. You've got Tony Ramos, who you talk to people like Mark Ironside, people that get in the room that aren't afraid to say what's on their mind, what they see in the room. Tony Ramos is littler than Mark Ironside. He says he'll go at him. He'll get after him because he wants to win a national title. Logan Stieber's in his way. Now on the wrestling podcast on Hawkeye's Mike, we're going to go ahead and break down these brackets. What do the Iowa Hawkeye wrestlers, the nine Iowa Hawkeye wrestlers that qualified for the NCAAs need to do coming up this weekend in Wells Fargo for the Hawkeyes ultimately to stand atop that podium at the number one spot on the NCAA tournament championship? 125, the one seed, no surprise here, Alan Waters. He's 29-0, absolutely no surprise, been undefeated. He's beat the best wrestlers in the country. He deserves the number one seed. Number two, interestingly enough, Jesse Delgado from Illinois. He's beat Matt McDonough twice in the last month. No surprise there, really, I don't think. 21-3 from Illinois, Big Ten champ. Jesse Delgado's the two seed. He'll wrestle number three seed Matt McDonough in the semifinals if they both get there. McDonough being 20 and 3 on the season with the three seed. Your four seed, Nico Megalutis from Penn State. He's 24 and 3. Matt McDonough wrestled Megalutis this year, beat him 2 to 1 in the duel. That would have been a very interesting matchup if they were to get seated next to each other. They would have to meet in the finals. So Matt McDonough is going to wrestle Williford first round. Then he's going to either wrestle Kilmara from Oklahoma State or Mitchell from Kent. 
And then that, then after that, if he wins those matches, which he should, it'll either be Montoya from Campbell, Silver from Stanford, Trigus from Ohio State, or Nashawn Garrett, number six from Cornell. Matt McDonough's got a tough road, but the road for Matt McDonough this year all leads down that road to that semifinal match against Jesse Delgado. What he's got to do is he's got to put a chip on his shoulder and say, I'm getting to that semifinal match, and I'm going to get my mental toughness on, and I'm going to beat Jesse Delgado. It's going to be tough because they don't match up really well together. Matt McDonough's a taller 125-pounder. He's lankier. He's a strong kid, but he's a lankier 125-pounder. That's not really the case with Delgado. He's a shorter kid. He's got a great base. He stays low. He keeps his hips low, and that's why he's been beating McDonough so far. So this is Matt McDonough's to win, I think, at this point. I don't want to say it's his to lose because right now he's not the favorite. If I have to pick that match, I'm picking Delgado to beat Matt McDonough. That's not to say he can't respond and come back and do it. That's not to say that at all. I like Matt McDonough in this bracket. I would love to see the senior kid from here in Cedar Rapids to get another title because that's I think that's what he's worked on. He wants to continue his legacy here at Iowa, and that's kind of the point. So 125 is going to be a very interesting bracket, especially if it ends up being Delgado McDonough in the semifinal and then Waters McDonough in the championship because those are the two last wrestlers to beat Matt McDonough. Let's talk about 133. Real quick, I think this match is going to end up being Tony Ramos, the number two seed, 27-1 for Iowa against Logan Stieber, 21-0 for Ohio State. They're the one and two seeds. Everyone wants to see that again. You want to see that match again. They've gone down to the wire the last three or four matches. That's what you want to see. Your three and four matchups, you've got Tyler Graff from Wisconsin, 28-4. He was beat by Ramos in the Big Ten tournament. And then you got A.J. Schott from Edinburgh, 29-3. He was actually destroyed by Ramos here a few weeks ago in the dual meet that they had with Edinburgh. So there's your top four seeds. I think this one is pretty reasonable to think that Tony Ramos ends up in the championship. If he was to beat Nick Wilcox from, if he, if he's willing to beat, if he beats Wilcox in the first round, he'll either wrestle Joseph Ward from North Carolina or Daryl Thomas from Illinois. He pinned Daryl Thomas when they wrestled in the dual meet. And then beyond that, it, he has the, he has a very easy road, essentially, because the 133 championship bracket after Ramos and Steber and Graf and Shop to me, doesn't really look like that much of a huge deal. That's not to say upsets can't happen, because they always do. 133 is a very important weight for Iowa to possibly get bonus points. We always talk about those bonus points, bonus points, bonus points. Tony Ramos has to try and get bonus points. Matt McDonough has to try and get bonus points. Those need to come on, come early, need to come often, because once you get to those semifinal matches and finals matches, once you're an All-American, the bonus points are very tough to come by. So look for bonus points in the first couple weights for Iowa. At 141, Mark Ballwig comes in at the 7th seed. He's 20-5. and five. He'll wrestle Daniel Neff. It's going to be a tough match, tough matchup for Ballwig pretty much all the way through this thing because Kendrick Maple, he was basically the number one, number two seed, number two ranked all year long. Kendrick Maple comes in from Oklahoma. He's undefeated, 25-0. Hunter Steber, number one seed. He's 31-0. If Mark Ballwig were to wrestle well and get through to the next round. He would wrestle Ridge Kiley or Charles Cobb from Penn in about 219. That would get him a possibility to be able to wrestle Kendrick Maple in what would be the quarterfinal match. You have to remember, Balwick has beaten Kiley in the past, so could be an interesting chance for Mark Balwick to maybe make a run here a little bit. You've got Brian Pearsall, had a great Big Ten tournament. He can continue to build on that success. He will probably wrestle Kendrick Maple in that second round. So this one could be interesting. Nick Dardane from Minnesota, he's the eight seed. He'll wrestle Luke Gotti. That's from Iowa State. It could be an interesting matchup. Dardane should get a win, and then he'll end up probably wrestling Durso in the second round. So 
it's going to be a lot of interesting matchups in this one. I think 141 is more up for grabs than a lot of the other weight classes because you look at your three seeds with Michael Mangrum from Oregon State. You look at Mitchell Poor from Edinburgh. You look at guys like Ballwig maybe can maybe get a big upset. And then Kendrick Maple, and you look at Hunter Steber. Neither one of those guys have lost. They're at the top of the bracket. This is a good chance for Iowa to maybe surprise some people. 141 is one of those weight classes that Iowa can maybe try to improve on the bonus points and try to continue the success and to try and become the Big Ten champion. Now, we look at 149. There's no wrestlers from Iowa wrestling because Josh Jeva, yes, he wrestled very well, I thought, at the Big Tens, although losing both matches. This is going to be an interesting matchup because you got Jordan Oliver, the undisputed number one seed. He's 33-0. Jason Chamberlain from Boise, 26-1. He's the two seed. And then your three and your four seed, these are interesting to me because Donald Vinson from Binghamton, he's the three seed, but he's wrestling a pigtail match against Ian Paddock from Ohio State. The winner of that match wrestled Kevin Tail from American. The four seed, Cole Von Olin from Air Force, gets Alexander Richardson from Old Dominion in the first round. It's interesting because you don't often think that, okay, yeah, three seed has to wrestle the pigtail match. Wrestling's interesting that way. This one is really up for grabs. I really enjoyed watching Dylan Ness, watching him wrestle from Minnesota. He's the sixth seed in this bracket. Watching him wrestle at the Big Ten tournament here a couple weeks ago. Jake Souflon from Nebraska, same type of thing. He's the ninth seed. He's in the top of the bracket. Uh, he, if, if he ends up winning, he'll be matched up with Jordan Oliver in what would be the quarterfinal round. Eric Grahalis in Michigan. A lot of people like Eric Grahalis. Personally, I don't like watching Eric Grahalis because I think he gets tired midway through the match. He could be an interesting one to watch. He's the 12th seed coming in. Andrew Alton from Penn State, 226-4 on the year. He's the 11th seed. So this one should be interesting to watch 149 shake out. But like I mentioned, no chance for Iowa to get any points. And as I mentioned before, Penn State and Minnesota and Oklahoma State all have wrestlers wrestling in this bout. It's really tough to look at this 157-pound championship and not like Derek St. John's chances. You've got Jason Welch with the number one seed on Northwestern, 30-1, 2013 Big Ten champ. But Derek St. John having a 26-2 record on the season. He hasn't wrestled as well as you would have liked to, probably if you're a Hawkeye fan. As of late, he's lost twice in the last month or so, once in the Big Tens to James Green from Nebraska. But he also lost to the kid from Missouri here a couple weeks ago in the NWC. NWCA Kyle Bradley. Bradley, huge upset, 26-13 and 13 on the year. It was a big upset. He's not even seeded coming into this tournament. This is a good opportunity for the Hawkeyes to get some bonus points. If Derek St. John can get those bonus points and be at the top of the podium, it really puts Iowa at a good opportunity to possibly be the NCAA champion. And that's one of the things that they really need to work on going into this matchup because... Make no mistake about it, Derek St. John wants this NCAA championship as much, if not more, than anybody. Let's talk about 165 a little bit. Kyle Dake, the number one seed from Cornell, 32-0. David Taylor, the number two seed from Penn State, his only loss. He's 26-1 coming to Kyle Dake, where he lost earlier on in the year against Cornell when he wrestled against Kyle Dake. Cody Yon from Minnesota, he's the 11th seed. You've got Nick Moore, the Hawkeye, with the 10th seed. He's in the bottom half of the bracket. He'll wrestle David Taylor in what would end up being the quarterfinal match before the championship bouts in the semifinals. This is a good opportunity for Nick Moore to continue his growth, continue his success, try to grow, keep getting better. That's kind of the mo- that's kind of the mantra that I'm giving Nick Moore right now is he needs to continue to get better, keep growing up, and continue to embrace where his role's at. Because right now, he's a budding wrestler. He's a budding flower of a wrestler, if you will. He's got to continue to grow. He's got to continue to progress along that line. It's tough to think that Nick Moore can really do some damage in this bracket because it's a stacked bracket from the top to the bottom. You look at the four and the three seeds, Tyler Caldwell from Oklahoma State, Peter Yates from Vatek. 
Both those guys are phenomenal wrestlers. They hold a combined 59-5 and five record. It's going to be tough for Nick Moore to really do some damage, but with that Hawkeye mentality, he can definitely make a nice little run in this 165 bracket. This is a good opportunity for him on the wrestlebacks to get bonus points and try to put Iowa in a good position to win the NCAA tournament. 174, Mike Evans. He's the three seed. Number four seed is Robert Kokish from Nebraska. Evans 19-4. and four. Had a disappointing Big Ten tournament. I think he really thought he had a good chance to win the Big Tens. Matt Brown from Penn State, he's 25-4 and four on the year. He's the two-seed. He was the Big Ten champion when he wrestled Mike Evans in the championship. Here a couple weeks ago, the final score was 7-3. to three. Brown on top. Chris Perry from Oklahoma State's the one-seed. This is an opportunity for a Hawkeye to get an NCAA tournament win that a lot of people are looking at saying, okay, Mike Evans has wrestled with these guys all year long. He's got a legitimate chance to win. 174 would be an incredible weight for an Iowa upset because Mike Evans, as you know, with the mustache, everybody knows the mustache, the mustachioed man, he's been phenomenal for him. He's been great all year. He's been consistent. He's really wrestled up to what I think is close to his full potential at this point in time in his career. He can still get better. There's no mis- Make no mistake about that. But right now, Mike Evans is definitely in a good place for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And look for him to make some noise at 174 and try and help build those bonus points. Keep going back to bonus points. It's so critical for Iowa to get bonus points in this tournament. Let's talk about 184 a little bit. Ethan Lofthouse, the 12 seed, coming off the third place finish at the Big Ten tournament a couple weeks ago. Ed Ruth, the number one seed, he's definitely the favorite. Ben Bennett from Central Michigan, 27-0. He's undefeated. He's the two seed. That could be a phenomenal national championship match on Saturday night. you got a couple other matches that you're looking forward to. Steve Bosick from Cornell, 20-2. He would face off against Lofthouse in what would be the quarterfinals. Robert Hamlin from Lehigh, he's the three seed. He would more than likely face off against either Cody Megram from Ohio State, Mike Larson from Missouri. Later on in that bracket, you look at Ryan Loader, number six, from UNI. UNI 30-4. and four. Ryan Loader's one of the best wrestlers from UNI. He's a great kid. Look for him to maybe make some noise in this match. It could be a lot of fun to watch him wrestle in this. Then you've got Jimmy Sheptock from Maryland. He's good, 35-3. and three. It's a really stacked bracket, but really this, to me, is Ed Ruth's to lose. He's the kid that everyone's looking at saying, this bracket's Ed Ruth. This is where Ethan Lofthouse has to grow up. All season long, we've talked about how he's struggled. He's struggled, struggled all year. And where is, where is Ethan Lofthouse going to come up and say I can do this I'm the man I'm I'm ready to wrestle I'm ready to be a champ I don't know if that's going to happen because Ethan Lofthouse has a he has a decent draw as I mentioned the 12 the 12 seeds a tough one for Ethan Lofthouse but you know he gets the re- the wrestling guys he's got either Beard or Dottie Beard from Iowa State Dottie from Virginia that's a win in the first round for Ethan Lofthouse then moving on from there he'll end up probably wrestling What's looking more and more like Kevin Steinhouse from Minnesota or Josh Innan. He struggled against Steinhouse, lost 6-3 in the uh, duel this year. So it'll be interesting to see where Lofthouse goes, but he's one of these guys that's got to go for the Hawkeyes if they want a chance to win the title. Now let's talk about 197. Your one seed, Dustin Kilgore from Kent, 39-0 on the year. Quentin Wright, 27-0 from Penn State. The two favorites possibly wrestling in the national championship bout on Saturday night. Iowa wrestler Nathan Birak, he's 17-15 on the year. He's matched up against Dustin Kilgore in the first round. It's going to be a tough match for Birak, but Nathan Birak has shown glimpses of being great this year. He's got to take that next step. He's still a freshman. He's a kid that you've got to see him grow. You've got to see him continue to grow up, continue to progress along that little timeline, and I think he's done a really good job. This is where the Iowa needs to have some wrestleback points. They got to get into the wrestlebacks. They have to make some noise there because it's gonna. It's very, very hard to believe that Nathan Birak is gonna be able to upset all the way through. 
You've got Alfonso Hernandez, the four seed from Wyoming. You've got Matthew Wilps from Pitt. He's the three seed at 19 and two. This is a very tough bracket. Nathan Burek's had a good chance to do a lot in the wrestlebacks, but he's going to have to wrestle to his full potential, as all these Iowa wrestlers really are. Now your final matchup, 285. Bobby Telfer, he's the sixth seed. He's going to wrestle against Joe Stolfi from Bucknell. This is a tough one for Bobby Telfer. He's 20 and six. Six seed's not necessarily where he would have liked to be, but coming off of, he gets third at the Big Ten, so it's tough to rank him ahead of any of these other guys. Anthony Nelson, Tony Nelson from Minnesota. He beat Bobby Telfer 1-0 at the Big Ten tournament. You've got Dominic Bradley from Missouri. Bobby Telfer took him down to the wire in the two sudden victories, lost 4-2 to Bradley. Bobby Telfer can wrestle with anybody in this bracket. Chad Hank from Oregon State, he's 32-3, and he's the four seed. Alan Golgoff, Gilogave, I can't even, I can't even do it. <laughs> he's from Oklahoma State, they wrestled tough, but ultimately all these guys have beat Bobby Telfer this year. Golgave gave him a good run, Telfer was in it, was in it. It's tough. Heavyweight is one of those matches where Iowa has a good chance to get points, not only in the championship bracket, Bobby Telford has a good chance to get to a semifinal or even get to the championship if he wrestles really, really well. Big, strong kid, knows how to wrestle at this level, but in the wrestle bracks, if Bobby Telford can end up getting third or fourth, that's wrestling above his seed. That gives Iowa a good chance to possibly have what could be a team title. Let's talk about that team title a little bit here. Going into this, I think your favorites are very obvious. You've got Oklahoma State. You've got Penn State. I think Iowa's probably third, and Minnesota's right there as well. Those are the four teams that are going to be competing for the title. Missouri, you can make an argument, but they're more they're more of a dual-type team set up for duels better. Iowa has to wrestle to their full potential. They have to wrestle to their ceiling. Each and every guy of the nine has to wrestle to their full ceiling. It's tough to say that they're going to be able to knock off Oklahoma State or Penn State. Penn State more than likely is going to repeat, but it's wrestling. Every single match matters. Every single weight class matters. Every single point matters. Bonus points, bonus points, bonus points. Iowa's got a chance. The wrestling gets underway this Thursday morning in Des Moines, Wells Fargo Arena, the NCAA Championships 2013. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. Tune in next week. We'll have a full recap and analysis of what transpired down in Des Moines at the NCAA tournament. I'm Tyler Chumlin. You're listening to the Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hawkeyes Mike. Tune in next week. Until then, enjoy the wrestling. And broadcast school has really paid off. This has been a presentation of Hawkeyes Mike, LLC.